love you tonight, gang, yeah. Calling your name, go your phone in the range and roll over. I just really wanted to hold you. Time get to know you. That's a good chick. Before it's all over, I'ma meet this chick. Probably treat this chick more better. Cause if you ain't no thugs and ladies go together. Popping my collar, partner, who in the spot? Baby, rule in the spot. In the mug, in the watch, ugly. Half of y'all hate me, half y'all love me. The ones that hate me only hate me cause they don't trust me. And they say I'm lucky. You think I got time to blow all this dough and do all these shows? On flight in the llama charging white rover. Oh, another Ladies and gents, back at it again, baby. <laughs> Woo! Episode 38 in the studio. Here we are. Teddy B. Beautiful November evening. Marty B. <laughs> Huncho. Huncho D. Huncho D. Huncho D. It's, uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. Is this the first consecutive week that we've done? <laughs> Sadly, it might be. It might be. It might be. It's hard That's okay. To, hard That's to okay. hard to convince uh, listeners to smash that subscribe button <laughs> when they don't know <laughs> when they don't know when an episode's getting fucking dropped. Yeah, hit, yeah. Make sure you hit that subscribe button at yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah, comment. Give, give us, us a review. Likes. Give us some likes. <laughs> Actually, oh, I think fun. we do have five stars on uh, on Apple. I would have to check. Yeah, I would have to check three reviews, five stars. Not bad numbers. Yeah. <laughs> three reviews, three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn. Not dragging us down. Well, um, episode thirty-eight. Yeah. Good to be back. Good to be back. That's for sure. You know, it's been a little bit of a. I like we were talking this week. Huncho was doing prep on Wednesday. <laughs> like, what is going on? Still only rolled in with two sheets of computer yeah. paper, but, yeah, but still, I was prepping. It's nice to know that the uh, the the it's wearing off a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. you know. Oh fuck! Oh shit! Who is that? Who is that? Shit. We got we got a guest speaker in the house. In the <laughs> lights. Guest speaker. Guest guest appearance. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our boy. From the QMP, Mr. Robbie J. <laughs> How's everybody feeling tonight? <laughs> yeah. Never good. better, never better. First in in studio guest of the season. Yeah, yeah. Which Don't happen great. too often. Yeah. But when it coordinates and it happens, it's uh it's always good. I guess I could turn the music off. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> aka Robbie, the uh, River City Rough Rider. Yeah, Rough Rider Rob. Ugh, rough Riders. <laughs> what was your name last year, Rob? Uh, downtown Z Boys. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. The Downtown yeah. Z Boys. Yeah, so it's nice to have a new body in the studio. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit of st- of uh, of uh, you know what we didn't fresh expect take. it, but nope. yeah, fresh take and more content. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> didn't ask for it. But uh, Robbie rolls in more prepared than Gord ever has been. <laughs> Just because his writing looks a little neater on the paper doesn't mean he's more prepared. Yeah, reminiscent of the time uh, Thick Soup, Big Stu rolled up with a laptop. Mm, ooh, power move. <laughs> yeah. Like <it. laughs> yeah, he did roll up with a laptop. Rolled up with a laptop, two bottles of champagne, and some Fanta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Very man. well prepared. Well, Shit. Ep38. F38. I would ask myself who I got, but everybody knows I don't have anybody. <laughs> so I'm going to pass it off. Yeah. Well, um, for this episode, 
it was hard to pick a standout amongst this group. So I guess if I had to pick one, um, it would be Andre Ellington, former running back for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> and the only reason why is because Andre Ellington might be more well known for a play that happened to him than his entire four-year career. And it was when he was playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, he got tackled by his dreadlocks. Oh. And Jason Babin, the guy that tackled him, actually pulled them right out of his head. Oh, and I remember that. stood up holding the dreads like a trophy, <laughs> and then Mike dropped them onto the field, <laughs> walking away. And I was able to dig up uh, Ellington's tweet after the game. <laughs> and he said, hair is all good, nothing serious, looks worse than it really was. Shout out to the dreadheads, we'll get it stitched back in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So that's our episode. The episode, uh, Andre Ellington. We could have also gone with Mike Anderson, former running back of the Denver Broncos. Radical Jamical Hasty, uh, running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Brandon Bolden, longtime running back for the New England Patriots. Jeff Heath. Uh, TJ Carey, uh, kind of a great story with TJ Carey. Actually, when he came out, he had a heart disorder mm. after he was drafted. Fought through it. Still going strong. I believe he's playing in Indianapolis. Bliss or Houston at the moment? I think Houston. Okay. Uh, Tremont Williams, uh, cornerback. Deshaun Golston, safety. And currently, in 2020, there is a DB for the New York Jets named Lamar Jackson. And there's a DB for the Cleveland Browns named AJ Green. Uh, <laughs> and they both wear 38. <laughs> um, it's like a Twilight song. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's wild. Uh, fullback. All-time name, Max Strong of the Seattle hey, yeah, Ocean maybe. Birds, uh, Gord's guy. And yeah, those are the 38s I could, I could dig up. Well, <laughs> I didn't have any, but I know Robbie did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd come uh, slightly prepared, knowing it's episode 38. And I uh, did a little deep dive. Uh, Arnie Herber, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback for Green Bay. <laughs> Oh, baby. Paved the way to four championships there. Unreal. Ooh. Nice. Pretty uh, pretty good for the old number 38. Yeah. Decent. He was a quarterback? Yeah. Wearing 38. Yeah. That's so hmm. gross. As a uniform aficionado, I do not approve. <laughs> I like double digits on a uni. What did I read the other day? Yeah. Uh, athletics aesthetics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right. Okay, well, uh, yeah, double digits. Obviously, if you're buying a jersey, you got to go double digits. Yeah, oh, yeah, get your money's you worth. Know? Yeah, and you get the guy with the longest name. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, Saltalamachia. Yeah, like, Spark. His name bar was a, a complete horseshoe. Yeah, that's right. It was, like, down to his arm. That's right. You know, and he might not be the best player on the team, but fuck, if you have to get an Austin Safarian Jenkins, <laughs> so be it. Oh, fuck. Or to a tug of a loa. <laughs> to a tug of a yola. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Okay, Gord, hit us with our sponsor this week. Well, our sponsor is a, a, it's a bit of a bittersweet experience for the sponsor for me this week. Uh, Friday, internet and cable totally shut down inoperable so i'm texting a guy from shaw trying to figure it out doesn't work doesn't work call on saturday doesn't work call on sunday now i'm pissed because i can't watch any football and i was at in the house all day all day cooking a brisket 
had my parents over, come meet the new dog. Come meet the new dog. We can play dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can fucking listen to AM radio. Yeah. Like, you guys want to play Mahjong? So, that was it. I called Shaw, cut him. Fucking this, this, axed him. This week's sponsor is TELUS. <laughs> TELUS phone and internet. Perfect. I got, I got hooked up. 100 bucks a month. Doorbell cam, driveway cam, uh, Nest style thermostat, control it for my phone. I'm like George fucking Jetson. All right, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm fucking turning alarms off. I'm fucking it's it's awesome. It's sweet, and uh, and that that I mean it, that's what happens when you spite switch your your internet providers. Yeah, exactly. His boy Elroy, <laughs> 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 fucking George Jetson, I like that. That was pretty good. The uh, it's funny because Gord sent me uh, a text on on Monday night when the Giants were playing Tampa Bay, and it was like the fourth quarter. He's like, "Hey man, can I come over and watch my team play?" <laughs> 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 like, yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, doors are always open. Oh man, yeah. but yeah, it's it's something when uh, when spite comes into play, isn't it? He was the first to open a Spite store. He since started a trend here in Hollywood with other celebrities following suit, like Jonah Hill, who's now operating a Spite Deli. So, you know, I used to go to Irv's Deli right next door two, three times a week, and I found a hair in my sandwich. Not your hair? No. This was a gray hair. It wasn't my hair. And this guy, Irv's, going, oh, it's yours. And I'm like, what can I do? You know, I, I can't sleep. I'm taking four or five Ambien to get to sleep because all I see is this guy, Irv's face. So what, changed, what changed was I had seen Latte Larry's. The idea of a Spite store is such a brilliant idea. I'm going to open a Spite deli. What started off with Spite has now become a passion project. Thanks for dining with us. Three dollars. And you're turning down acting and directing gigs for this. What's left for me in Hollywood? What, win some award or something, you know? <laughs> Anytime I see a customer walk in here that used to go to Irv's, it's like my own tiny little human Oscar walking in here. <laughs> so this is... I had to oh, spite fuck. switch, man. I told the guy on the phone. So here's the thing. I wouldn't have switched had they came and fixed it earlier. Right. So on Sunday, the guy said he would come Friday to fix it. And so... I, like, I went from, you know, whatever, nothing, and then I just lied to the guy and said, hey, TELUS can come tomorrow, and he said, well, that's your prerogative. So I was like, oh. I was like, okay, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I went from fucking Fred Flintstone to George <laughs> Jetson in a day, man. <laughs> like, Running the whole Hanna-Barbera Exactly, catalog, right? exactly. Or is it Hanna-Barbera? It's Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera? <laughs> well, some people say Hilroy, but it's actually Hebrew, so you never oh, know, right? <laughs> fuck. Hanna-Barbera. Uh, fuck. Okay, well, jumping into... Before we jump into text and answer, it's not very long, but we got to touch on our boy, Rodrigo. Rodrigo mm. Blankenship. And unfortunately, Rodrigo... Gord's bong is not here no, again. It's not. MIA. Not it. Maybe he thought Teddy was too hard of a of a mentee. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> you know or mentor. <laughs> Randrigo Bonkinship, he just it's a little too tough on him, you know? Yeah, it is tough. Well, let me tell you about Rodrigo. His Twitter and Instagram handles are at Rod the Kicker3. <laughs> and he often finishes his post with the hashtag hashtag respect the specs. <laughs> he's got 116,000 followers on the gram really yeah nice people love rodrigo yeah he's... aka blanco 
he's uh, he's a lovable guy. Yeah, that's all there is to say. Exactly, exactly. Well, jumping into question and answer, got a few in this week. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. We love it. it. It's great when we do get questions in. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it because yeah. it cuts down on our workload. It's, it does, <laughs> and us. I mean, you know. Conducting questions from our very loyal, loyal listeners. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, you want to start us off, Gordo, um, or do you want me to jump into it? Well, you know what? We could uh, we could just start with Robbie's question right sure. off the hop. Why not? Um, he sent one into the boys, and then evidently came in to answer his own question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't was... like I don't like what you guys said. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys. Me and Mike could just say yeah. we're gonna fucking take you all back. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out in East Weatherford. <laughs> um, and he said, Should I start Antonio Brown? And and in my opinion, I think I fucking would. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Yeah, I have uh I also have Godwin at the same time. That's the uh thing I didn't add to my question. Mm. So it'll be game time. Godwin's mm. uh finger looks pretty good. I think he was uh involved in practice, so we'll see. Yeah. Start them both. It's hard to and see. I've got Tampa's defense. <laughs> oh yeah. man. It was uh <laughs> heavy. It was pretty interesting, uh, like what Bruce Arians said this week about it. He's like, he could have fifteen plays, or he could have thirty-five. I don't know. Like <laughs> he was just like baiting the media into it, you know. I think Godwin's a safer play, but you got to see what you have with AB. I think so. And uh, the last time he was on a field, it was with Tom Brady, and they they connected for a touchdown. The last and only time they were on a field. I started him that day. Held him on the bench the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You love wasting those first, <laughs> second, and third round picks. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, baby. Yeah, I'd start him. Okay. Um, here's one. Well, one. Here's a three-parter <laughs> <laughs> coming in from Clickbait Clark. First question he asks is, what's your thoughts on Lamar Jackson for the rest of the season? He's had a rough go lately, but has some tasty matchups later in the season. Um... I'm just going to take a look at his schedule here, actually. I think based on where Lamar Jackson was drafted and who Lamar Jackson is, you only have one play, and it's patience. You're not going to you're not going to trade him unless no. you're Graham Mapletron, and yeah. <laughs> uh, like you you just you got to have faith that he is like you look at the Ravens running back situation. J.K. Dobbins jumped up a bit last week, but. If we're being honest, the best running back on the Ravens is Lamar Jackson. Exactly. So you got to think, like, whatever struggles he's going through right now, he'll bounce back. And, I mean, down the stretch, the playoffs, like, week 13, he plays Dallas, 14, Cleveland. That's a little bit of a tougher matchup there. Yeah. Not uh, with Andrew Sandejo playing safety. Yeah. That guy sucks. Jacksonville, and then the Giants. Yeah. So was... he's got pretty juicy matchups down the stretch. I mean, you got to you gotta stick with your boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I just add, as a guy who traded for Jackson, I was kind of banking on a low trade value coming back the other way. Mm-hmm. Graham's <laughs> 0 7 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was trading away everything, stocking up draft picks. But yeah, I'm I'm betting on Jackson taking yeah. off. And when the playoffs are right around the corner, he's just going to get hotter and hotter. Yeah, yeah. It took the words out of my mouth. And like, not, e- not even. Uh, NFL playoffs, fantasy playoffs. He's got oh, yeah. some great matchups fantasy totally. wise. Like you got to take advantage of those. It's it's kind of that point of the season where you're looking ahead. If 
playoffs are an option for some, not me or Gord. Um, <laughs> but if they are an option, then, you know, you're looking ahead like, oh, shit, like that week they get Washington or that yeah. week they get, you know, whoever. Hey, man, I'm, I'm second in the Flyers League and I'm fucking rolling right now. True. We'll get to that in the league section. But, yeah, that's for sure. You are rolling. How's the 40, though? <laughs> All right. Second question he wrote is, with the three rookie quarterbacks starting to pick up steam, which one of Tua, Burrow, or Herbert do you like best going forward based off situation and their recent success? Well, Tua hasn't really had any success at the NFL level yet. Yeah, one W, though. One dub, yeah. Threw for 100 yards, one tutty. Um, I think give him a couple more games and see how he shakes out. Herbert is a stud. Yeah. <laughs> he is an absolute stud. Yeah. Like, I mean, Burrow is a stud too. And I think the Chargers definitely have a little bit more talent. Um, yeah, for sure. So, and that's, you know, you got to see what they're working with too. But, you know, Burrow and, and Herbert, I think, are both fucking great quarterbacks to have on your on your franchise. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think Herbert's definitely more, got the more talented cast around him. Mm-hmm. Burroughs had to do a lot more with a lot less. Um, but if you look at the uh, at the Chargers' schedule, the teams that Herbert's had to play up till this point, like when he came in, he what was it, week two? Yeah. So he comes in week two against the Chiefs, and then he's got the Panthers, not too bad. Bucks D, the Saints. And then the last few weeks have been a little bit more cake for him with uh, the Jags and Broncos. But, you know, I think I think he's had tougher tests. Burrow did just beat, uh, who the hell was it that lost to the Bengals? Last week. God damn. <clears throat> Anyways, it was a prominent team. We'll look it up. We'll get Ted on it for sure. <laughs> oh, Tennessee. He yeah. did beat Tennessee, who's who, who are no slouches. So, I don't know. I think... In the long run, Burrow was taken first overall for a reason. I would prefer Burrow if it mm-hmm. were me. Uh, but, you know, you ain't going to be crying or moaning if you got Justin Herbert and no. his luscious locks. Yeah. You awesome. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, and the last part of Clark's question here uh, deals with uh, the, his Chicago Bears. Lastly, with the Chicago Bears bumblefucking things lately... Does Pace and Nagy remain with the team by next year's draft? I don't know if they'll make a change. If they do, I could see it being on a coaching level, not a GM level. Yeah. You're talking about Ryan Pace, who who brought in Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. You know, he's made some good moves. Yeah, I think uh, I think it would be at the coaching level, not not at management. He's also made some bad moves. <laughs> I mean, like him acquiring Nick Foles for the contract that he was at. Was there anybody really else, like anybody at that point that was in the market for Nick Foles in no. particular? Like, who is he outbidding? Yeah. You know, he could have waited for the Jaguars to get frustrated with all the, with the massive contract they gave him and wait for him to get cut and then get him for a cheaper contract. But, you know, if he does get axed, it'll be because he took Trubisky over Mahomes mm-hmm. and Deshaun. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Actually, after talking it through, yeah. <laughs> Cut them both. Get rid of both of them. Start fresh. Go Matt. full Browns. Yeah, rebuild. Every two years. <laughs> but you know what? Stefanski's going to change that. Yeah. I got yeah. a lot of faith. Um, but, yeah, maybe I think maybe it would be time. I think for Nagy, for sure. I don't know if I like Nagy's play calling. Um, no. No, I don't like it either. No. It's a bit frustrating. 
Um, all right, moving along. <clears throat> well, should we hit the one from Feldy? Yeah. Out in out in Ireland, Ireland, um, <laughs> the small town of Calgary in Northern Ireland, <laughs> Calgary. <laughs> yeah, Calgary. <laughs> um, he says, "Question, boys, with so many guys double or triple dipping in fantasy football pools." How are you able to manage cheering for a guy on your team in one that you're playing against in another? I mean, I personally hate all guys I'm playing against and just couldn't face the anxiety of cheering for and against myself, I guess, in the same week. Yeah. Uh, your friendly Cowtown killer. It is honestly one of the worst aspects. It's tough. Like, like I'll give you a straight for instance. So this past week in the, in the Triple F, I took on Robbie. And... Uh, and Robbie was rostering the Tampa Bay D. Mm. Well, in the 40, I have the Tampa Bay D. Now, going into the Monday night matchup, my team was beaten, defeated, and downtrodden in the 40. No way I was going to beat Shane and come back. So I'm hoping that the Tampa Bay D tanks. I don't want them to do well, you know, mm. even though I've got them. And, of course, they get just enough, and Robbie beats me by two points and, uh, you know, <laughs> gives me another loss. And, as a side note, Robbie and I had a side bet going on, and I had to give him my my 10th round pick. Just because. Just because. So, I took his 15th rounder back. Um, yeah, so, it was it was a tough week last week, last week for old Marty Bathwater. I went 0 for 3 in both my leagues, and I watched the Browns lose to the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, and the Browns had six offensive drives in the entire game. Yeah. Like, football is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, so it is tough. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard. tricky. It's hard. And another aspect is managing them. Oh, yeah, like, you're bouncing around. confused who you got, who you don't got. Yeah. You try and draft similar teams, but it's damn near impossible to have the exact same team. Yeah. And, and that's risky. Yeah. Uh, if you're in too many leagues, you start betting against yourself too much. Yeah, I get. Yeah, and then you miss guys on the wire. You know, mm -hmm. guys get dropped. You might miss it. Uh, yeah, it is It is tricky for sure. Because you're just in the one, Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. Three I'm barely managing that. <laughs> Probably over-managing that. Yeah. You know what? Three is tough, uh, but it's fun. I wouldn't mm. go over three. No. Three, I think, is the limit. You hear about some of these other experts <laughs> that run like 18, 19 teams and all these expert drafts and all this stuff. What? And it's just like, how? How do you do that, man? 18, like you, Like a guy teams. like Matthew Barry. Yeah. Or Michael Fabiano. Like they're in all these like celebrity leagues and then expert leagues only and then their home leagues with their buddies like it's all over the place and they're running like 17 18 team league 18 teams at a time it's I crazy never, but that's like all they do yeah exactly can you imagine <clears throat> you no. must just set your roster like sunday morning right before kickoff yeah exactly. every team and that's it yeah it's just like honey keep the kids away <laughs> yeah. i need from my nine o'clock till ten thirty time slot <laughs> To get this team set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teams. Teams. Yeah. Fuck. Um, next question comes in from... Uh, we're going to go with uh, our buddy, our pebble pal, John in the Cove. Ooh. Uh, the Romanian rascal. And he wrote in this week about the Patriots. You know, and I have to commend John before I get into the question. I thought 100% he would jump ship after Tom oh. Brady left Tampa. and or well, left for and Tampa. so did Goskowski. 
Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Gronkowski. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's sticking with them. So he says, do you, do you guys think the Patriots are purposely tanking? Belichick might have told his players to opt out secretly. And do you think they will bounce back next year when they finally pick up a stud in the draft? I think he's alluding to picking earlier than normal. Yeah. Um, and then he had a follow-up. Also, is Cam that bad or is it just the weak team? Well, a lot to unpack. There. Yeah, a lot to unpack there. Is Cam that bad or is it just a weak team? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think Cam hasn't played in a while. Um, he's in a new system, but he's a good quarterback, and he was doing really well at the start of the year. And then maybe defenses have just figured it out. Um, he also just had COVID. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Also did have the 1-9. The yeah. Charles Charleston was checking in on him, yeah. sure. Uh, ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Tough call, you know. I I think they're. He's, he seems to be more streaky as he's yeah. getting older. Yeah, that's for sure. Frustrating for fantasy owners. Yeah, but do I think they're purposely tanking? No, Belichick's. I don't thing. think Belichick would ever coach his team that way. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with a higher pick. I feel like in years past they've had uh, picks through trades and stuff like that. But in a recent interview, um, Belichick uh, was on. I think it's a local. New England radio station, and uh, yeah, he basically laid it all out there. A lot of excuses, like COVID excuses, you know, things that things that you haven't ever said before. No, no, I didn't say it was an excuse. I never said that. No, I didn't say you did. Well, then don't. (laughs) Right. I mean, look, we paid Cam million, uh, Cam Newton a million dollars. I mean, it's obvious we didn't have any money. You know, it's nobody's fault. It's. I mean, that's what we did the last five years. We sold out and won three Super Bowls, played in the fourth, and played in an AFC Championship game. This year we had less to work with. Fucking put it out there. Yeah, he's he's a straight fucking shooter. Yeah, pulling no punches, that's for sure. (laughs) And, you know, it's true. It's true. You look at the team, they had more guys opt out than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, Transition at quarterback transition in the like they got you know they're aging secondary they lost logan ryan you know so yeah, they're in tough it's to be expected to be that good for that long yeah it's crazy it has on, to on come its own. to an end it there has to be an expiry date at some point right the Oilers, so, if their expiry date was in the fucking early 90s they still haven't <laughs> came back to life you look at some of those dynasty teams too like the red wings they were so good for so long and then it eventually all runs out because you just don't have that draft capital right yeah yeah same thing with the Patriots. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, uh, well, let's go to a question now from the East Lake Soup Savant. And this one's for Gord and myself. And he said, if you had to add one way of scoring points in fantasy, what would it be? Something that we don't do today in the 40. So if you could add one element to make scoring happen more. Um, I bet mine's a mystery. <laughs> 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 well, I think like PPR is a is a good first one. Are we talking like things that like don't exist? No, it's anything that we could add into to map to produce more points. PPR is is the ex- perfect example. Full and or half? Half. 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 Yeah. Not full PPR. Half PPR or point seven five, whatever. It's the same for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I would say that and. Um, I mean, the super flex is fun. Like, 
and super it, flex does add a different and element. it makes it exciting and hard yeah so i think there's a lot of things that we can do yeah no fun league yeah no fun no fun uh yeah it's it's like there's a lot of things we could do I think the easiest solution would be to change the scoring system to half PPR, as Gordo said. Uh, what I would like to do is uh, add tight end. Basically abolish the tight end position and make it a flex. A wide receiver, running back, tight end, flex. So if you want to play your tight ends, go for it. But at least then it gives guys the option, wide receiver, tight end. That's what I would do. And if you're not down with that, okay, cool. Then I would probably go with the super flex. Yeah. So you have your flex and... So I would go tight end, uh, regular flex, add tight end to that position. So you yes. can go wide receiver, running back, tight end there. And then maybe super flex, where you can go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. The Flyers League is fun. It is fun. It adds a different element. And it's interesting to see what guys' uh, approaches are. Yeah. Some guys will always, no matter what the matchup is, leave a quarterback in that spot. Mm-hmm. But other guys, it's stupidly... The, sometimes like me will just be like I like running backs and put them in you know like I got four starting running backs and then they get you 10 points total yeah so yeah I think that would be a way to do it Robbie what do you think of the the super flex compared to the Flyers League last year uh loving it so far it's fantastic it does thin out the wire a little yeah for quarterback specifically I feel Mm -hmm. yeah and guys are looking to pick up for that flex yeah looking to pick up a quarterback and going oh I don't know Yeah. yeah but I mean it does add more trade interest too because guys are drafting two or three quarterbacks yeah. and oftentimes just to do it just to have a trade chip mm-hmm. so you know take my team i i drafted two my second one wasn't great you know i would i should be in the market for a better <laughs> quarterback but i'm not because i got a lot of running backs um so that would be it and just to note the super flex would then replace the kicker position Yes, and get I mean, I guess you could still have kickers if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, but I guess. Yeah, I guess need. if you're if you're trying to add points, and yeah, I guess. Yeah, keep both, but you know that would be crazy, guys. Would be getting like two hundred and fifty points and shit. Yeah, well, maybe not. Depends if it's still standard scoring or if it, you have yeah, to go to yeah. half PPR. Half PPR is way better. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um. I know I asked this question last season when I was still brand new to fantasy, but you guys still wouldn't go with an individual defensive. Oh yeah, that to would be add neat too. More studs to the game because you could add. I think. Guys. I think that would be hard. Yeah. You know, like be tough. you already everybody has to fucking watch or like pay so much more attention. Then you got to be paying attention to defensive guys too. Like, I think just fucking bump up the position true but i don't know like you wouldn't be like it wouldn't be as in depth like you're looking for the high scoring defensive players so like yeah. you're, you know you're you're looking for the guys with the most picks or the most sacks mm-hmm. or the most tackles right? i wonder like, how they would do it like how the scoring would be because like a safety can get all of those things can get interceptions tackles mm-hmm. tackles for loss force fumbles yeah. you know what i mean right so i think it would be like baseball or like hockey where it's like a pitcher, his stats are like his ERA, he gets a point. Uh, his strikeouts, he gets a point. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never played in a league with it. It'd be no, neat to I... try it out, but yeah. It would, it would be tricky too because when a D-back is that good, they don't throw his way, right? So you're not picking up stats. Yeah, you're true. Really yeah. Good. yeah, you're not <laughs> drafting like a Stephon Gilmore. Or no. Like, you no. Know, they're not throwing to that guy. So yeah, that's that's a good point. 
All right. Well, I think we got a couple questions left. Uh, I know our friend the Black Bear wrote in, but I think he wants to go last. <laughs> we got one. Uh, we got one from our boy, Mister Milwaukee, Mister <laughs> Mister Mill three oh five. Oh, baby. Mr. 305, a.k.a. Mr. Worldwide, a.k.a. Armando Christian Perez, (laughs) writes in. And it's a two-parter. First part, guys, is it me or are there a lot of injuries this year? A guy can't catch a break. Do you guys think this has anything to do with a shortened camp and no contact in preseason? I think it has everything to do with it. Yeah, and it's even tougher when you auto-draft every injured player in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, Mr. Worldwide's got it tough. But you know what? If Mr. Worldwide's team ever actually did get healthy, yeah, it would have been a juggernaut. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But it's just like the guy can't catch a break. He gets Kittle coming back for one game, and then, boom, Kittle's out again. <coughs> for know? the rest of the year. Yeah, it's it's... Tough sledding, but yeah, hundred percent. That uh, that whole not having a preseason. Uh, we talked about it before. It's all soft tissue, and no contact in camp. Like you got to have a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's crazy how it's hitting some teams so hard. Uh, San Francisco obviously comes right to mind, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It is a year unlike any other in that respect. Unprecedented times. That's right. Uh, second part. Says, what's been the standout play of the season so far, in your opinion? The standout play? So, the standout play. So, it could be, like, just wow factor. Defensive or offensive. Or, like, game-changing play. I think the standout play is Metcalf running. Yeah. Buda Baker down. It yeah. has to be. You can't. Because not only is the interception going back the other way a fucking great play. Mm-hmm. So, he runs it 80 yards you know, just about to the house and, and Metcalf chases him down. That's the play of the year. They never ended up scoring. No. They went for it on fourth down and turned it over. Yeah. They didn't even get three points out of that play. And yeah, and that's, yeah. And the setting. It happens mm-hmm. on Monday night. All the eyes are on the game. Totally. Yeah, I think that has to be the play of the year. Um, You know, you look back, uh, when was it? Uh, what am I talking about here? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm trying to think of... Uh, if there was any big plays in the Baltimore and Pittsburgh game, because that that one was huge. That uh, that that shifted everything. You know, mm. you look at the Steelers; they're seven and zero. Yeah. Look at their schedule. Where's the loss coming? Yeah. You know, and I say that as a proud Cleveland Browns fan. Like we play them one more time. <laughs> when are they going to get a loss? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe uh, maybe a standout play in that regard is. Um, and then the Tennessee game when they were both undefeated and the Tennessee kicker missed to put mm. it to overtime. So maybe that's a standout, maybe not the glam play, but Hey, we know we got kicker fans out there, <laughs> yeah, right? So that's true. nice play of the year was yeah. a kicker. There yeah. you go, bud. Can I just add to that point? My standout play is that watermelon punt. Ooh, oh, the heck I was talking about punters. Nobody's talking <laughs> about punters. And then all of a sudden you see this wonky looking watermelon <laughs> punt and everybody, Aaron Donald's talking about it, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's Get right. This boy Johnny a game Hecker. Ball. Johnny Hecker. Okay. Well, uh, we've got one more question before we move along. Um, and this one comes in, as I mentioned before, from the Black Bear. 
And he writes in, he says, trick-or-treating in 2020 sure was something else. Not only were there less kids out pounding the pavement for sugar, but many houses in the hood kept their lights off. Some houses were handing out, while others left bowls on their steps, thinking people would only take one or two. What suckers. You think that is going to fly with the Yeti and I cruising the streets? Stomachs empty? Needless to say, we made out like bandits, and we've been enjoying our spoils these past few days. So my question is this. How many bags of candy are you two fatties averaging a night? (laughs) How many bags? How many bags? Oh, man. I have been crushing the candies because I had nobody come to my house, man. Yeah, same. Same thing. And I pawned some off on Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was his payment for watching free cable. <laughs> for what? <laughs> oh man. Just to see his giants blowing in the fourth. <sighs> yeah. Fuck. How was trick or treating with the girls? Fun. It was fun. It was a little chilly, but it was good. It was a good time. One of the uh, neighbors actually put up a haunted house in a carport. Oh, oh shit, that's really, like, cool. One of those temporary carports. <laughs> yeah. Set that up. It was a good time. They loved it. Had a great time. Dressed up as the family, dressed up as Matilda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Intricate. It was funny. Yeah. That is good. Just throwing it all together. Had an old suit that I used for one of those murder mystery nights. So. <laughs> Tossed that on. Didn't want to uh, wreck one of my good ones. Yeah. There you go. Good time. Fuck. Well, it's hard to say. Like, the bear wasn't specific. Uh, because I've, I've been eating a lot of candy. So if I just focus on like bags of Swedish berries, it's been a lot. I'll let Soy tell you, you guys. You know <laughs> Fucking wrong one. <laughs> Where's you my know. boy Soy? My boy Soy! You know, he's been counting for us. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 19. At least 18 to 19 a night. <laughs> Swedish berries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, let's go on to pass it around the NFL. And uh, should we start with uh, kind of a bit of a hot topic around the league is the contingency plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if uh, this year, for some reason... Um, if there's games lost to COVID, and they, this is more of a pressing issue now that most teams are working, are done their buys, or are just about to finish their buys. Yeah, exactly. So this is why, not coming up anymore. why it's an issue. Because, you know, they basically have one week in between the regular season starting and playoffs jumping in. Uh, so they proposed a 16-team playoff, if that were to happen. Um, so eight teams from each conference would reach the playoffs um, and would essentially expand it, which is already an expanded version yeah, uh, with the second wild card team being added, um, so it would take four division champions and four wild card teams from each AFC and NFC, and the playoff seeds would be very similar to how hockey used to be: one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, and, and four reseeding. And, five. and reseeding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's 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 an interesting talk. Uh, I like it. Idea, I know that's for sure. Make it more exciting. Baseball did it. Yeah, I mean, granted, the NFL hasn't had to have shortened. A shortened season um but i don't know i would say go for it why not more more action more money <laughs> yeah <laughs> like true. yeah 
That's true. What do you think it uh, as a like if you ended up winning the Super Bowl, it would be looked at differently because of the shortened season? If you were an eighth seed, yeah, maybe, or just any seed. I don't think so. I think you 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 would have to beat the best team. Yeah, or you hope for a few upsets, right? Well, Make your way. Eighth seed gets an upset, and maybe you're hoping you know. Upsets happen in the playoffs regardless. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. I've always thought it was funny this year in particular, people saying there's an asterisk for COVID playoffs. Like, isn't that harder? It's a pandemic. Yeah. You would think like there'd be an asterisk because it was like the hardest playoffs of all time, right? Yeah. Guys are stuck in the bubble for the NBA and NHL and stuff like that. Yeah. You're not seeing your family. You don't have your support system. Exactly. That's harder. Mm -hmm. That would be tough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good point. I agree. Um, Just a quick tidbit about our boy Tua. Did you know that he actually wasn't born a lefty? So the story is his dad, Galu, was tired of being the only lefty in the family. And as a as a son like as a youth, as a baby and toddler, he kept putting the ball in his son's left hand to kind of enforce like, you know, okay. encourage it, right? So that led him down the path. So he's a rare righty to left uh conversion. So he still eats writes and golfs right-handed but everything he throws and shoots a basketball is with his left isn't Weird. that fucking crazy yeah. Hmm. yeah i think it was espn did a, a feature on left-handed quarterbacks and it's crazy how receivers actually know the difference because the ball's spinning the different direction and it throws them off so like their anticipation of where the ball will be they think oh. it's going to be in front of them but it actually comes behind because it's got the different spin yeah i guess hey yeah hmm. I've had people tell me that because I'm a lefty throwing a football. They're catching it and they say it's weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to me, it doesn't make a difference either. Way, yeah. The ball's coming at yeah. you. Yeah. I Actually, guess. When, <laughs> when Steve Young was uh, in college at BYU, the first coach when he got there uh, told him he wasn't ever going to play quarterback. He said, you're going to play DB. Huh. Made him play DB for that first season and then the coach got canned. The new coach comes in and sees Steve just ripping the ball around at practice. He's like, whoa, like... Do you want to play quarterback? And he's like, I am a quarterback. <laughs> the guy's like, Why aren't you playing? He's like, Because coach said I was left handed and I couldn't. <laughs> so he switched him and then, you know, rest is history. Huh, like sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being that guy and making Steve Yeah, Young yeah Steve Young played fucking DB. Oh, fuck. Probably. He was probably the best player on the team. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, yeah. right? where you put him. Uh, this past week, there was a fight on the field between Javon Wims and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So the Saints safety was standing around when Wims suddenly ran up, tried to snatch his chain, and then sucker punched him twice in the helmet. (laughs) Um, so obviously not the best move on Wims' part because you're hitting a rock hard helmet. Yeah. Uh, Gardner barely flinched, uh, looked more confused really than anything else. And then a pileup happened. Um, but there was, they were saying it was probably uh, retaliation because in the previous play, Gardner stuck his finger in the face mask of Bears receiver Anthony Miller. Uh, and he later told Bears officials, uh, this is Wims, later told Bears officials that Gardner Johnson spit on him and ripped out his mouthpiece. So it all kind of added up. It was a chippy game, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but on, of course, Instagram in today's world, Gardner Johnson responded, and said, that man punched like a female. Uh, <laughs> don't cap for the gram. <laughs> um, and Wims ended up getting a two-game suspy for the whole huh. thing. 
Um, and it should be noted that my, earlier this season, when Michael Thomas got suspended by the Saints, it was for punching Gardner Johnson in practice. So oh. this guy must be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, gets right in, right underneath the guy's skin. Um, fuck, it's pretty wild. That guy punched like a female. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What do you have? Well, this week, you know what, I was a little thin. Um, <laughs> I was asking Matt where he gets, you know, some of his content from, and he said only accredited sources that we pay. Um, AKA internet. <laughs> AKA Twitter. Oh, you, you um, didn't have internet. Sorry, man. Oh, and I did not. And I did not have internet, first of all. I hadn't paid but the data bills either. A I few guess. of the things I had we've already touched on. Um, the only other thing I was going to talk about is just the, the ravaged injuries to the Niners. Oh, it's crazy. And, and the fantasy implications. Like, I mean, George Kittle is a guy who's out and who you wanted. You know, going down the stretch, like in playoff playoff weeks, you're like, okay, you know, I'm going to draft this guy now. It's going to pay out later. And it's not, man. It's not. Lots of guys. No. And like, like myself drafted him in the fucking second round or something <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And and now it, it came back to came back to bite the guy. Yeah. I mean, like he provides disappointment regardless, but this is just a more sustained uh disappointment it's 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 even keel across the board <laughs> it's level at all yeah. times i mean you look at it from a even from a d perspective san francisco usually fields one of the top d's in fantasy oh, yeah. and they got ravaged on that side nick bosa d ford ziggy Ansa, solomon thomas richard sherman Jake, uh, K1 Williams and Jaquaski Tart. Jaquaski? Jaquaski. They've all uh, dealt with or are dealing with injuries. And then on the offensive side, Jimmy G, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd, George Kittle, and Jordan Reed, and their center, Weston Richburg. Like, that's yeah, that's insane. That's the whole, whole fucking team. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Um, Fuck. Yeah, it's no wonder they got their asses handed to them tonight in green, with uh, Green Bay. What was the final score? I don't know. I stopped watching when it was 30-something 30, 30 to 7, and my boy, our, well, our boy, uh, fucking Jamickle. Jamickle. Jamickle hadn't done anything. Yeah, so, 34-17. Yeah. It's a tough week when you know you've already lost your week on a Thursday night and there's still all the other games to be played. Oh, no. uh, congratulations, Pex, on this week's win in the 40. Did Dwelly get one? Uh, no. 52 no. yards, though. Not bad. Okay. Stop doing next week's <laughs> grinder research <laughs> while we're recording this week's app. Oh, fuck. A uh, bit of an interesting ha uh, thing happened this week with the Oakland Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> And uh, their offensive lineman, Trent Brown. So he was just coming back from the COVID-19 list, the one-niner list, uh, against the Browns. And there was a mishap. I don't know why he was getting an IV, but there was a mishap between him and the team trainer. Uh, and basically what happened was uh, that he got his pregame IV put in, but they allowed air to enter his bloodstream. Oh, damn. That so, can kill you. Yeah, it can. So uh, John Gruden came out and said, we're just going to say that uh, he got ill here in the locker room and that he's being evaluated now. Uh, we'll update you as soon as we know something, but I'm told everything is okay. We were expecting Trent to play today. He had a great practice on Friday. Well, Derek Carr wasn't so vague. He just said, all of a sudden, we came, we come in, and they're wheeling him out. And I'm like, bro, what is going on? It was crazy. And so we prayed. 
Uh, as a team, we prayed for him. We made sure he was okay, his family, because I'm sure they were scared to death too. So basically, uh, yeah, he got taken out, uh, didn't Shit. play that game, and then today got put back on the COVID-19 list. So, <clears throat> crazy. Speaking of COVID and the Raiders, their punishment came down, and they got way worse than Tennessee. They have been fined 500 grand, stripped of a six-round draft pick, and head coach John Gruden was fined 150k too. Shit. And you look at the Tennessee Titans, who only gave out 350. 350. Total. Fucking child's play. Exactly. Uh, recently, uh, this past week was the trade deadline, and a lot of hype, a lot of talk about rumors and. And it ended up fizzling. Yeah, not much action. Nothing happened other than uh, two trades on the day of. Uh, Chiefs traded run back DeAndre Washington and a seventh rounder to the Finns for a sixth rounder. And then the Dolphins went ahead and traded Isaiah Ford, wide receiver, to the Patriots for a seventh rounder. Can't believe we're reporting that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But earlier, uh, a couple other trades happened. The Chargers traded Desmond King, who I think is highly underrated, uh, to the Titans for only a sixth rounder. Uh, it, it might look to the fact that he's a free agent at the end of the season. That might have uh, been a little mm-hmm. bit of it. Uh, Avery Williamson got traded from the Jets to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a fifth-round pick in 2022. Did you see that Instagram post Yeah, he had? I did. Yeah, I did. In his Jets gear, fucking getting the cab. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he got traded. And then uh, probably the biggest one that happened was Quan Alexander being traded from the Niners to the New Orleans Saints. For Kiko Alonso and a mm. conditional fifth rounder. So if you look at Kiko, uh, our our boy Johnny in Valley View, uh, loyal loyal, loyal Dolphin, Kiko guy. Dolphins guy, loyal Kiko guy. Uh, Kiko Alonso's been so this is his trade history. He went from Buffalo to Philadelphia for Lashawn McCoy. Then he went from Philadelphia to Miami for draft picks. Then from Miami to New Orleans for Vince Beagle, and then from New Orleans to San Francisco for Quan Alexander. So traveling man, yeah, he's a suitcase. Yeah, you know what are you gonna do? Um, and then with the trade deadline now passing, it should be noted that uh, all veterans will now be subject to waivers after they're released before they become a free agent. Hmm. So this actually took place. Uh, you saw that happen with Vic Beasley, who was let go by the Titans. Um, uh, I think he was let go. Was he let go? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. And so now, uh, basically, uh, any team that picks him up would owe him the remaining 1.85 that he's due on his original mm. uh, contract. So he keeps his contract. Keeps you, his money. Yeah, you look at what the Giants just did. They picked up Dante Pettis mm-hmm. uh, from the Niners. And I guess they weren't alone. Uh, the Patriots also put in a claim. And so did the Browns. Uh, but the Giants were higher up on the priority. So they got him. They're picking up his contract, which is crazy, uh, you know, the timing of everything. They released Dante Pettis and then they find out that uh, Brandon Ayuk can't play yeah. and neither can Debo. Yeah. You know, a day later. That's a tough one. <laughs> tough one. Suck it. Uh, speaking of a tough look, let's talk about Tack McKinley, the defensive end in Atlanta. Uh, he's been unhappy there uh, for the last couple of years. Rumored to be traded a few times. Uh, and he thought he was going this deadline. Did not go. And then sent out this tweet immediately after. He said, these Atlanta Falcons turned down a second-round draft pick when I requested to get traded last year. The same Falcons turned down a fifth- and sixth-round draft pick for multiple teams when I requested to get traded this year. And I only have 17 and a half career sacks. And then followed it with three clown emojis. Um, obviously, Shit. did not make his coach happy. 
Uh, Raheem Morris came out and said, unfortunately, the trade deadline for the NFL is not as popular as the one in the NBA. And people get confused. The wrong way to go about it is definitely the way Tack is handling it now. <laughs> and to pout. <laughs> so, you can tell he's frustrated. Fuck. And then the last thing for around the NFL, Golden Tate. Giants wide receiver was told to stay home from the team's walkthrough on Wednesday as a form of dif- discipline after what he did on Monday night. So he caught that touchdown Monday night to tie the game. Almost goes to overtime. Yeah. Danny throws that ball. Maybe a bit behind Deion Lewis. Just a bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, So he catches that tying, well, potentially tying uh, touchdown in the fourth quarter. Looks at the camera and yells, throw me the ball. Uh, And the TD was actually just his second catch of the night. After the game, his wife uh, wrote on her Instagram story that he was open the entire game and that he was underutilized by the team. So Coach Joe Judge had to talk to him. He said, I spoke to Golden at length today and we're dealing internally with a lot of things. He's not going to be at the walkthrough today. He will be back in the building and practicing with us for the remainder of the week. It will be business as usual. And on his day away from the facility, Tate liked a couple tweets. One from a fan asking the Giants to cut him. And a second from a fan wondering why he's not being utilized properly. So obviously it did nothing. Yeah. You know, the same guy that was fighting on the field. Against Ramsey, selfishly costing his team, you know. I don't think they're going to give it to him, man. They want to work Slay, you know. Shepard's back in the fold now. Yeah. He's he's wide receiver three, man. And he's getting up there. Yeah, he's like You know, he's been around for a while. 28, 29? <laughs> like, <laughs> holy fuck. Fucking fogey. So old. <laughs> it's all relative. Okay. Well, Huncho... This is part of this is part of the episode where Huncho put in some work, and we're jumping into the light up listener lounge. We got a live in studio guest, Rough Rider Rob from the QMP. Mm-hmm. So we might we might as well pick his brain. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, let me just track these uh, track these down here. Robbie, it's it's great to have you. By the way, I would say thanks for having me, boys. Loving it's it. uh, it's always fun to get another another voice around the table. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's nice to see a little bit more work around the table, too. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, well, I think I'm going to start on the fantasy topic. And, uh, you know, like we said, as a sophomore in the fantasy game, uh, Rough Rider Rob, how, how do you think year two is going? Are you feeling confident, going a little bit easier? What do you think? Uh, so far, I'm loving year two. Last year, I don't know if you guys recall, I was trying to make a trade all season long. <laughs> My biggest goal was to make a trade. So now I had not only made a trade, but it was kind of a blockbuster. There's some big names involved. Yeah, that's right. Loving that. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe it was a little something that I was trying to trade with a guy that was overseas <laughs> last season. Not answering texts and... Ah, really... Trying to put in the work, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll throw it out to a couple of different GMs. I don't know. But yeah, no, 11 this year so far. Got to actually draft my team this yeah. year, so that was good. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. to rely on my uh, my mentor to draft my team for me, which was... Which was Maddie, wasn't fun. it? Oh, yeah, okay, buddy. I wasn't his mentor. Was oh, you. I was, yeah. <laughs> was you trying to pawn it off. That leads me to my follow-up question. How was Gord as a mentor? <laughs> 
man, I I drafted you a good team. Yeah, I think yeah. I almost For, drafted oh, you a better yeah. team than I. Oh, have. how could we forget Ferrari? I think. Yeah, every Daily. hockey game that we would get to, <laughs> buddy. I drafted you the keys to a Ferrari. Ferrari, <laughs> Ferrari. Every game. I got the Glock in my Rari. All right. I don't know what he's doing. I gave him a Ferrari. <laughs> oh, every time. Me and Mike just second and took a trip with the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. are your best tracks to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, but you're preferring the. Uh, do you like being solo away from Hunch? I do like. I did like the. Well, it was kind of a lack of advice, <laughs> a little bit of a tough love approach that he had last season. <laughs> Push him off the ledge, see if he flies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You got to before you I swim. Think, I think I got third or something like that in the regular season. <coughs> Bowed out in the playoffs, but you know, yeah. it worked. Um, yeah, no, I liked this season. I can. I feel like I can do. I didn't really touch my starting roster or my rostered players in the beginning because I was like, Gord knows what he's doing. He drafted me this team. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of played oh, on the fringe of the bench. How and wrong were you? <laughs> <laughs> so this year, I'm uh, like I said, I made a big trade. So I'd, anyone's available and mm-hmm. whatever, I'm doing all. I'm all over the place. Yeah, nice when you can roll out in the super flex, <laughs> Kyler Murray, and in your quarterback position. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> not too bad. You're doing pretty good with yeah, that. Yeah, not happens, bad you know? at all. Not bad at all. Oh, shit. Well, um, question number two. As a newly declared, well, not newly declared. He's been following the Broncos for a while. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. His team. Do you feel this team is moving in the right direction? Uh, do you feel like Drew has the pieces around him to be successful? And is he the long-term guy? Uh, I think he's a long-term guy. I think, honestly, this last week kind of showed the team starting to rally around him. I don't know if you guys uh, picked up on this or not, but there was an article that came out that said at halftime he had a talking to with his offense, and he kind of said, uh, listen, it's easy for us to come in here and scream and yell, get mad and talk about what we're doing bad. We need to man up, make plays when they come our way, myself included. I'm not yelling at y'all. I'm honestly talking to myself, screaming at myself. And then after the game, he said, and that's what we did. Went out, got yeah. the W. Yeah. And I think a guy like that, like, early on in the season, everybody was kind of banged up. You could have easily said, all right, let's tank this one. Season's over. But I kind of mm-hmm. like that they're getting out there and getting a couple W's and yeah, putting the work in and going after it, you know? Yeah. Not relying on, uh, oh, Von Miller's injured. He's our best player. Let's call it a season, whatever, right? Yeah, like, very good point. Um, and you know what? To do a comeback game, they, they couldn't pick a better team than the Chargers, who just do totally. it all the time, give yeah. up that stuff. You know, I just, I, I'd have to do a little bit of research where that, uh, it, which uh, Young Jeezy song that inspirational quote came from. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, Locke's his boy. Yeah, um, Drew Locke has a has some swagger. He does too. have a swagger. Yeah, you know what? And I think, regardless of how they show it, every quarterback in the NFL has a certain type of swagger, or needs a certain type of swagger yeah, to be successful. Yeah. You look like a guy like Ben DiNucci when he came in. He looked terrified. terrified. He did not look ready. <laughs> he did not look excited for the opportunity. No, he was like. Oh my god, am I gonna stand this series or am I just gonna be on my back? You know, yeah. uh, but you, you have to have that swag, and Locks definitely got it. Oh, it's yeah. more showy, it's kind of like a baker swag, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other guys that have a quiet swag. You look at like a guy like Big Ben, he's got a quietness yeah. about him, like a little, you know, yeah. you got it. So, 
I think he's Eli got the int- he's got the intent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eli Manning had the swag. Yeah, he probably had to envision himself wearing a nice crisp pair of khakis. Yeah. <laughs> a nice polo from Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like the direction of the Bronx. Yeah. I like, I, and I do like that they gave Vic Fangio his opportunity in, in later, uh, as a later older head coach. Um, but yeah, I think the pieces are there. That receiving core, when they can all get healthy, oh yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and those yeah. guys and Noah Fant attack. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, that's exactly oh, it. Yeah. You kind of forget that he's out for the year, you yeah. know? Uh, I like Albert O too. He, uh, he got a teddy last week. Albert O. Oh. He's looking good too. Drew Locke's uh, college tight end. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. I think Elway drafted kind of around Drew Locke. He has to be the guy. Yeah. Do you trust Elway? Uh, yes and no. I think he's got... He's not the best GM in the league, but he's not terrible either. Mm-hmm. He makes... For every bad move he makes, he makes two good ones. So... Yeah. He's I kind mean, of... I'm kind of like a B plus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But he's John exception. Elway. What do you... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you later, Elway. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. They're not fucking... Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? We're moving on. I think... <laughs> yeah. I think it's much publicized, though, like his lack of ability to find the quarterback, you know, as mm-hmm. a former quarterback. You look at, like, his track record with, uh, obviously, Brock Osweiler. <laughs> and then he he brings in, like, Trevor Simeon. Like, he's, he's tried all these different dudes. Brock Osweiler, that year he came in when him and Manning, uh, Manning was hurt. Osweiler had to fill in for those few games, and he was serviceable. Yeah, that's true. The Broncos won the fucking Super Bowl that year. Yep. Yeah, yep. he had a juggernaut. Yeah, like... yeah, that was a lot of Peyton, yeah, though. Yeah. Peyton was healthy. Osweiler wasn't playing that year, <laughs> you know, in the, yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yes, but that year, right. Peyton was out for, like, game 6 to true. 11 or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, true. He also signed Joe Flacco. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's some there's bad moves. In there. Yeah, <laughs> we got to watch him play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think like time will tell, but uh, we'll see what happens with Elway. I like the pieces he's put on offense. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, you got the last one. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh, I no, guess I need you. To ask you would need okay, to ask yeah. that question. Fuck, yeah. you're fucking right. <laughs> Hey, first fuck up an hour ahead. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not bad. Not bad. Well, no, the first fuck up was when I played the wrong soy clip. I just have so many saved soy clips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number three. How did the two of you meet? <laughs> of course you couldn't ask this. And, <laughs> and Robbie, how long have you regretted it? <laughs> uh, what? How old were we when we met? I, I want to say we're like 14 or something like 14, that. 14, 15, we, I think. We met snowboarding, actually, at yeah. uh, Sunridge. Just a quick walk away for <laughs> Through the park, me and the Yeti. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when we met, it was uh, when the, there was the teacher lockout. Mm. So I was in grade 9, I think, and you were in grade 10. Just oh, trying to get your grade nine, hey? <laughs> yeah, just trying to get my grade nine. Um, yeah, and I remember it was fucking hot. Like, it was like 10 degrees for that week or whatever. And we were just fucking 
shitting around on the on the ski hill, man, making jumps with Shredding. our snowboards, <laughs> like <laughs> fucking, yeah, yeah, Great it was time. pretty. Fun. You guys didn't go to the same school though. No, no, no way. No. Oh, shit. No, just riding the ridge. Oh man, Robbie and I went on this fucking school bus uh, <laughs> snowboard trip to. To, where was it panorama yeah there's so many panorama and lake louise panorama i think but yeah. yeah we did a ton oh, man, of it was fun yeah we all yeah. fucking stole like uh sheets from the linen closet in the hotel and we had a toga party <laughs> <laughs> it was like village wide too it wasn't just in our hotel we were all over the place oh, oh man it was fun Oh, that those trips were hilarious. I remember <laughs> shotgunning tall boys of Guinness. <laughs> oh, man. I would have to bring two of everything. I would have to Absolutely. pack two of everything. Of goggles, gloves, jackets, pants... Yeah. Fucking borderline snowboard and snowboard boots. Like you know, but, that, oh, like absolutely. part part of me believes you, but part of me has no faith in you being the organized one. I'm yeah, telling you, I am telling you, that's insane. Yeah, oh, yeah. So Simpler to, times. To answer the second part, no regrets whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Towards the guy on those snowboard trips that would uh, zip up your coat at the top of the hill. <laughs> minus ten out, even though I was sweating because we were snowboarding all day. I don't want to get to jail. Yeah, you're going to get to jail. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Do that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. Oh, baby. The bounce back boy. Real excited for this segment. Uh, I'm 0 for... 0 and 4. 0 and 4. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 0 and 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last week I had Cam Newton. Um, you know what? To be honest, I'm not even going to go into it. Because I know <laughs> I'm done. I, I'm done. I'm done. But this week... Didn't want to go into it or... You, you I'm not. I'm just not going to get into the details of you how You didn't want to go into it because you actually didn't go into it. You're no, I went at... into it. <laughs> I was in it. Okay? I was in it. Okay. I was more concerned about my boy this week. And he's another one of, uh, our, one of our loyal listeners' boys as well. <laughs> to attack of Leoa. QB Alabama. To attack of Leo, QB Alabama. <laughs> Woo! And that's my boy Tua this week. Oh yeah. I you know what? Tough week against the Rams last week. I mean that's a, a that's a tough uh, tough contest to get thrown into for your first NFL start. Very. Um, under 100 yards on through the air. One tutty though, but not bad. Um, it's, it's going to be a little different against the cards. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think two is going to be getting out there, running around. Uh, Kyler's definitely going to be rushing a few. Um, middle of the pack. You know, the card's middle of the pack against the pass. Uh, 11 yards at an attempt and only 12 TDs, though. Right. But I think he can probably sneak a couple in on the ground. Um, I'm going 220 yards. Mm-hmm. One score through the air. Mm-hmm. 58 rush yards and a tutty. 
a rush touchdown and a and a and a and passing, and touchdown. passing touchdown. I like it. I like it. Bold. <sighs> bold. I need it. Yeah, you got the cushion, right? Why not be bold? I got the cushion. <laughs> Fuck. And I've been, you know, not doing great in the bounce back boy, and I'm getting <laughs> getting a little frustrated. Who taught you? Fucking Tammy. Are you fucking Tammy? Where did you hear that? Fucking Tammy. Who taught you? Fucking Tammy. Oh, fuck. That's good. Shitting me? You shitting me? Oh, man. You know what was also pretty neat? So, he did have a rough outing, but he got the win. He did. You know? He did. And uh, I think this is pretty cool. This came out uh, earlier this week, and it's one of his offensive linemen. It was... Uh... Oh. <laughs> Still had the big Sean going. <laughs> oh, man. This is a rough start for Marty Marbles. Oh, boy. It was his uh, offensive lineman. Uh, his center, actually, uh, Ted Karras, came up to him. Uh, and this is the clip. And I think it's, it speaks volumes of what the mentality needs to be in the NFL because even if you play bad and you get the W, no one cares. No. Right? It's all about the wins. Hey, I know. We're eight. Hey, dude, we played 17 plays in the first half coming off a bye, bro. Your first start. Proud of you. That's dubs right there, dude. You have to savor a dub. It's too hard to win to be gut. Fucking right, you know? Taking the rook under his wing. That's yeah. a teammate you need. I like that. I like that a lot. I think they got promise over there in Miami. I think so. Sure do. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I like their team. I like their team. Okay, um, well, United by Unis. Now, I was a bit light this week in Matt Stank's stats because I spent so much time on the uni segment. To the point where I wrote too much, so I've got next week. I've got next week's uni segment already written, um, but I think it's so funny that our boy Robbie is live in studio because he loves a good uni, just like me. Absolutely. And earlier this season, he was inquiring about socks and the league's unwillingness to crack down. Well, looks like they heard you, Rob. <laughs> Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster and running back James Connor. We're fined 5000 bucks each for wearing their socks too low. Too they, low. Yeah, they posted their letters to Instagram, circling it. Oh, man, pretty crazy. But who knows? Like, how can they pick out those two when it seems like there's five to ten dudes on every team doing it? Mm-hmm. Like, you look – like, last week I was noticing because there was nothing going on in the Cleveland game. <laughs> I was watching – I was looking at our defense, and we're supposed to wear your stripes, you know, mid-calf. Half of them had them bunched down around their ankles. So it just looked like a regular brown, you know, legging mm-hmm. part of the uniform instead of the sock of the socks. Oh my god. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> uniform notes for this upcoming week. Robbie's Broncos are going full navy blue against the Dirty Birds in Atlanta. The Chargers will be debuting their full navy blue color rush uniform Sunday afternoon at home against the Raiders. Uh, they're pretty interesting. They've got like the yellow outline charger bolt coming down the shoulders, just like the regular ones, but the inside is navy blue, so it's just kind of like very subtle. Mm. And same thing with the bolt going down the uh, side of their legs. And a uniform first occurred this past week. For the first time in NFL history, both starting quarterbacks 
in the Cards Fins game, Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa will be wearing. Oh, sorry, this is coming up. Will be wearing the number one. It's never happened before, but that both starting quarterbacks are wearing hmm. number one. Uh, it's happened before because of injury and substitution, but first time both starting QBs will be rocking it. Really? Yeah. And you know Johnny Johnny in Valley View has been talking about picking up a tag of a low jersey. Can you imagine Rocket bearing number one, just like walking around with pride? Oh baby, like the Lobongo of a jersey of uh, football jerseys. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, this week we're going to talk about jersey swaps in the year 2020. So a once normal post game ritual, COVID 19 in the NFL have stopped another beloved player tradition: jersey swaps. The NFL announced in July that they would be uh, trading of jerseys on the field was forbidden and players were quick to respond. Richard Sherman was one of the first and he said, this is a perfect, exa- perfect example of the NFL thinking in a nutshell. Players can go engage in a full contact game and do it safely. However, it is deemed unsafe for them to exchange jersey after said game. And then uh, Deshaun Watson piped in and said, it's silly. You're, you're saying we can play 60 minutes or more tackling each other, then after the game we can't go switch jerseys? It just doesn't make sense. More pushback came from players, and the league actually approached them and came out with a compromise. So days before the season kicked off, the rule was amended so players could swap jerseys, but it must be done through the team's equipment managers. The jerseys wow. belonging to the players were, who are wanting to swap will be washed and then shipped by mail. So Josh Jacobs recently did this. And he said it's a dope opportunity to still be able to swap. Uh, he recently did it with Stefan Diggs in week four in their matchup. It's honestly like a trophy when you get their jersey, Jacob said. When it arrives, it's presented to you in a box. It's like Christmas almost. <laughs> um, so, so at times, freshly signed jerseys from opponents were the ultimate uh, display of sportsmanship and respect amongst competitors. In other cases... Uh, it, ex- it it signifies like an acknowledgement of excellence from your peers, right? Mm-hmm. So Darius Leonard said, if you haven't had conversations before, like guys talk in the DMs, then you let them know before the game. Hey man, if you want to swap, if you want a jersey swap, I'm down with it. Or there's times when you don't realize that you're going to be swapping with someone who is under the radar. You could walk up to him and be like, hey man, you had one hell of a game. I want a jersey swap. You're just showing that guy respect. Cameron Jordan actually had the best and funniest approach to this. And he said, it's usually organic. It's like, hey, bro, been meaning to get that jersey. Run it. (laughs) Or like, hey, bro, really love your game. Or like, hey, bro, let's flip jerseys. (laughs) Jordan went on and said, every now and then you get an offensive lineman who asks for your jersey. As a defensive end, you aren't really inclined to run that jersey. (laughs) Just as a man, you sort of have to, though. (laughs) Or you're a practice squad guy and you played snaps. You're like, hey man, switch jerseys? Now you're putting me in a bad situation. I don't want your jersey. I don't know you. So I guess this is a one-way deal. You don't just walk up to a legend and be like, hey man, let me run your jersey. There's a pecking order to it. And that was United by Unions. (laughs) The pecking order of jersey swaps. It makes sense though. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know. Unless you don't just, you gotta be a proven pet to get a Joukowsky tart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or a Mukajazaki! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Jamaica me crazy. Oh, Jamaica fuck. Matt crazy tonight. Yeah, like I said, I already know I lost the week. We don't need to talk about Jamaical <laughs> and his. his Jamaical? To Jamaical. Oh, fuck. Well, um. 
this is this is quite the uh, um, milk carton minute. It's been two weeks of success stories. Two weeks of success stories. Fuck, I couldn't even remember the name of the fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> We got there. And that's the Milk Carton Minute, baby. And it's another success story. Another one is found. That's right. Antonio Brown getting the start this week. Going to get some snaps. Bruce Arians, my boy. (laughs) And this week, it's it's another man. and, And not quite, you know, the what is dead may never die. He's not that old. He's not actually that old. Like, he was drafted in 2012. And that's That's it? Mr. Alfred Morris. Yeah. Alfred Morris was only drafted in 2012? Yes. I would have bet 1993. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and and the Giants signed him to the practice squad. And then when Saquon went down, um, he obviously had opportunity to move up. Yeah. And, yeah. and here he is. Fuck. Last week, getting, uh, you know, got the rock eight times. Rushed for twenty eight yards. I couldn't believe it when I when I turned on the game and they said and Morris to the for a two yard gain or whatever, and he stands up and he's wearing a forty base number. So I was like, yeah. no, no, is that Alfred Morris? And is that is. the waiter? And then boom, there it is. You know, I know, man. Fucking you know right. what? Two and a couple yards for the boys. Getting a little change of pace out there. I like it. it yeah, it's true, and it's always nice to, when. We find someone. We're always talking about missing people. We're looking. It's nice. We, we're we a podcast that cares. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, BFB cares. familiar how do you not know that one that is i thought i lost you by miley cyrus and john travolta (laughs) (laughs) from walt disney pictures bolt (laughs) the movie you're not down with little jt (laughs) (laughs) john travolta no i mean oh man he's good they had a good message you know they're so happy i thought i lost back he is back he's back back. baby Well, you touched on it earlier, Gord, but uh, we're jumping into Marty's feel-good. And it's Avery Williamson. (laughs) So, Avery Williamson woke up on Sunday morning playing for a winless team and went to sleep as a member of an undefeated team. (laughs) Yes, he (laughs) did. Nothing he could do better. And then he posts up on the street in his full jet gear with an umbrella saying, Next stop, Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, <laughs> the guy's got swag. And the neatest thing I think about this is he's going to be reunited with his college teammate from Kentucky, Bud Dupree. Mm. Causing havoc in the D. And that's a hell of a move by the Pittsburgh uh, general manager. Totally. You get Devin Bush, uh, you know, unfortunately is out for the season. I think he tore his uh, ACL. So he's out for the year. It's the only hole on their 
amazing D, and he goes out and picks up Avery Williamson for what, like a fifth? Yeah, yeah crazy pennies. pennies. Um, <clears throat> and then this past week, uh, I th- I, th- I came across this pretty cool story, and it was weird because like I thought it was interesting, but Gord had texted me and he said, "Dude, I got a new idea. I want a new sub segment. I want a segment." <laughs> In Feldy's Feel Good, I want it to be my own. I know you got Marty's Feel Good. I'm feeling a little bit left out. So he proposed to me, the delightful Dickie. <laughs> and it's just a positive story coming from the NFL. And uh, this one comes from his own team, the New York Giants. And it's Logan Ryan, in a recent interview, talking about an uh, incident that happened to him this past week. Um, and he has a lot to say about the Giants organization and the training staff. Mm-hmm. About Joe and... This organization, I know we talk about wins and losses. I don't want to take up too many people's time. But after the game, uh, my wife flew down to Florida to, to go vote, a very important state for this vote. My wife actually flew down there to go vote and check on our house. We have a house in Florida. And she was having some stomach pains. And it was 1 a.m. And I was banged up after the game as well. And I was leaving the stadium at 1 a.m. And she was telling me about some, some pain she had in her stomach. And I told her um, – you know, she wanted to sleep it off and she really wanted, she was in extreme pain, but she said she'll wait till the morning. I talked to one of our trainers about the symptoms. He said, no, she needs to go to the ER. My wife ended up going to the ER and um, they ended up catching, uh, I don't want to butcher the word, a topic pregnancy where um, the egg was in the wrong place in her fallopian tube and it was about to burst. So mm-hmm. she ended up going to emergency surgery is what I'm dealing with right now. And they ended up saving, um, her and ended up preventing a lot of what could have been done. And I was a trainer on our team, Justin Mayer, and um, telling my wife to go to the ER at 1 a.m. ended up save, could have saved her life or saved a lot of internal bleeding there. And that's the type of organization that we have here. And honestly, I didn't, I wasn't going to talk about that. That's what, you know, and my kids are okay. My wife is recovering well. She's okay. This happened, you know, all yesterday. And Joe said, you know, if you need to fly to Florida, don't worry about football. And that's what Joe is as a man. And as a coach, I know we care about X and O's and winning and losing, but there's really good people here. That's why I came here. There's really good trainers here. There's really a lot of people behind the scenes that are working really hard for us to get wins. And I'll do everything I can to play for a coach like that and play for an organization like this because, you know, if that wasn't the case, I don't know if my wife would be here today. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for this organization and for Joe and for everyone to understand, you know, things bigger than football, especially this year. Powerful stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's a storied organization. You know, it's a first-class organization. For sure. They're obviously not that great on the football field this year, but they're one of the highest bankrolled teams. They're going to have the best for their players. Yeah. And as as any NFL fucking team should. Yeah. That's true. But I think it speaks volumes, and as a free agent or a potential free agent, you know, if you want to go to a place, make a difference, mm-hmm. uh, and turn it, turn something around. You you look at that glowing praise. Totally. How could you? How could you? You know, not. I think judge it, is right? a, I think judge is the guy. I think that they found a good a good coach in him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> last week in Puff Puff Prospects, we talked about Penn State uh, showing the other team a thank you card on turnovers. Well, uh, Mizzou came out this week, and they have the turnover robe. <laughs> so, much like a heavyweight champion, if you create a turnover or recover a turnover or pick one off, you get to put on the heavyweight robe, and they strut along the sidelines <laughs> wearing their robe, put the hood up. Fuck, it kind of looks dope. 
my God. Definitely better than a thank you card. Like The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I want to talk about a, a player named Donovan Green, uh, who is a... He's rated the number two tight end prospect in the country, according to 247 Sports. Uh, and he's in the high school top 100 in the country. Um, so right now he's kind of weighing his uh, options. He's got a lot of offers from schools all over the place. He plays for Dickinson School in Houston. Uh, he's already six foot four, 220 pounds at age 17. He's a new breed tight end. He uses size and, size and speed as his mismatch. But the neat thing about this kid is on the side, he paints and customizes Nike and Jordan shoes. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's a hustler. Yeah, he's a hustler. So actually, colleges are coming to recruit him. They're using possible internships and connections for this business as recruitment pitches. Oh, that's To try to bad. get him in. Uh, so he, like, customizes, like, <laughs> like Gucci signs really? and stuff on them. Yeah, yeah. And, like, huh. people love his work. The new legislation actually came in. It allows student-athletes to monetize social media influence. Or promote private businesses. So it should help him as he moves forward. Mm, nice. Yeah. Pretty neat. So we'll keep an eye out for Donovan Green. Tight end. Tight Your end. Boy. Our boy <laughs> from Houston. Maybe Kellen's been watching a few of his high school games. Yeah. Are <laughs> you in the stands? I, Face I painted. Yeah. <laughs> Shirt off. Bare chested. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Okay, well. Gord, you go grocery shopping more than anybody I know. I do, I do. Not as much as Robbie though, because Robbie has three kids. <laughs> but true. I, I, you know what? I made a nice brisket on Sunday, and I needed a little bit of just crushed black pepper. <laughs> and I had to go to No Frills. And while I was there, um, obviously games were going. I, I was checking my phone because I had no cable, no internet. Right. And uh, oh, this week, you call yourself George Jetson, but boy, <laughs> were you were you fucking heading down to the Yeti and the Black Bear yeah, den <laughs> to try and sneak their Wi Fi? Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you got the do you got the code to the ACT free wire <laughs> free wireless? Yeah, man, it's just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But this week was uh, was my boy DJ Dallas. Mm. And I started him in uh, the Money League. Did not bad for me. 21 points. Uh, did not bad for Shane in the 40. I don't know who has him in the Flyers League. Um, yeah, I don't know. He uh, he had a good game. And, you know, Chris Carson's out. He's a downhill runner. They like his style. Um, 41 rush yards. Rush tutty. Five targets. 17 receiving yards. Receiving tutty. Great game for the kid. That's right. Yeah. And and if he's not rostered in your leagues, I mean, take a look at him if, if Carson's out again. That's right. DJ Dallas, kind of a, a fortune, fortunate uh, set of circumstances for him, mm-hmm. right? With uh, Travis Homer not not being able to go. Yeah, and a couple Rashad injuries. And Penny, obviously. But yeah, DJ Dallas uh, played his college ball at the U, University of Miami, mm. the Hurricanes. But still, DJ Dallas? sound ridiculous i don't know who this man is i mean he could be walking down the street i wouldn't i wouldn't know a thing sorry to this man (laughs) oh fuck um well that takes us to matt's dank stats and uh this week was a little bit light uh but still some great content gotta get it in so we look at uh Devontae adams in four and a half games this year before tonight's game he had 43 catches 
502 yards, seven touchdowns. All other Packer wide receivers this season had 38 catches, 622 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, the Ravens are, let's just let's just state facts, they killed the draft. Their first round pick since 2016, they had Ronnie Stanley, who's an all-pro, just signed a $98 million extension. Marlon Humphrey, all-pro, just signed a $97 million extension. Lamar Jackson, MVP. Hayden Hurst, who they traded for a pick that became running back J.K. Dobbins. Hollywood Brown, who has eight touchdowns in 20 career games. Patrick Queen, who's rookie tackle leader. Like this, these guys, they're crazy with the, with the draft. Uh, contracts given out to the top seven picks from the 2016 draft are crazy. At number one, Jared Goff got four years, 134 mil. Carson Wentz got four years, 128 mil. Joey Bosa got five years, 135 mil. Zeke got six years at 90. Jalen Ramsey got five years at 105. Ronnie Stanley just got five years at 98. And DeForest Buckner got five years at 105. I, that's the that's the order of the picks one two three four five all the way to seven nuts i mentioned it earlier but the browns only had six drives all game uh which is the fewest in any game in the nfl in the past 30 years oh my god the chargers have blown leads in the past four games 17 points it was a loss 17 points it was a loss 16 points they somehow managed to win and 21 points a loss um, the Los Angeles Chargers are obviously 0 and 3 when leading by 17 points this season. The rest of the NFL is 52 and 4. <laughs> and a little teaser for this Monday night coming up between the Jets and the Patriots. What a game! Uh, both teams have gone three straight games without a passing touchdown. Oh my god! <laughs> so the last matchup to have two teams on a streak like that was 2010 when the Panthers took on the Cardinals. That, of course, comes from our friends at Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, the starting quarterbacks in that game were Jimmy Clausen and John Skelton. Oh, my God. So, buckle up for Monday night. It's going to be a yeah, barn burner. it's going to be a gutter. Prime time. Uh, speaking of Monday night performances, Daniel Jones has 34 turnovers in his first 20 games. That's the most since Ryan Leaf had 41 in his first 20 games in the 98-2000 season. So, entering uh, the game, he had 34 turnovers over his last two years. That's second most in the NFL behind Jameis Winston, who had 35. Um, He has at least one turnover in 19 of his 20 career games. And his eight straight games with a turnover is tied with Carson Wentz for the longest active streak in the NFL. The NFC East, baby. At least he's tied with somebody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I knew it started with an S. Yeah. Uh, Saints running back Alvin Kamara has 55 catches through his first seven games, more than any running back in NFL history through their first seven games. He's on pace for 126 catches and 1,271 receiving yards, both of which would be single season records for a running back. And gotta give props where props are due. Uh, Gordo picked up Travis Fulham off Mm. the waiver wire. And since his debut for the Eagles in week four, he has 29 catches, 435 yards, and four touchdowns. He has more fantasy points, 96.7, than every other wide receiver in the NFL since that time. Nice. Hell of a pickup. And I'm a hunter. Marty's milestone this week. Mike Tomlin passed Tony Dungy for the most wins by a blackhead coach in NFL history with 140. Those are Matt Sank's stats. 
Stats, baby. Yeah, that's right. Well, before we jump into Grinder, ooh, we need to pull out a segment that's been a bit in the bit in the shadows. That's true. And we're handing it over. Yeah, absolutely. Robbie, you want to take away the dry rack or what? Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, did a little research for the dry rack this week, but uh, Matt already touched on him a little bit with the... Uh, oh, fuck. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> with the trade deadline, but it's uh, Tack McKinley. What are you doing? Yeah. You completely let your team out to dry. Um, that tweet... I don't know if they got to take these guys' fucking accounts away or what's going on. Yeah, I think they should. <laughs> Honestly. Or they should have some sort of manager. Each each NFL player should have, like, a social media manager. <laughs> well, Golden, T- <laughs> Dude. Golden Tates might be his wife, and that's what got him. Got him in this mess. Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Like, there's no filter. Like, they just... They get mad and they just spew it out there. It's yeah. just yeah. like, oops, like, you know. But like calling your team clowns for not trading you. Oh, it's ridiculous. Know. It's but ridiculous. The man. funny thing is, so I think they released today that they like fined him or whatever it was. That's what the team punishment mm-hmm. was. He's not even playing right now. He's injured. So like, <laughs> what do you expect to get traded for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, it, you know, show it on the field. He's he said in his tweet. I have 17 and a half sacks. Well, dude, you have four seasons of of games. Yeah. That's not very good. Like, are you bragging? You're trying to advertise yourself to get traded. You're like, I've been mediocre at best, but please take me. You know? Strahan had 21 and a half. In a season. In a season. Yeah. Tack McKinley has 17 and a half in four years. I think the bulk of them were the first two seasons because over the last two, he was like four and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he might say, oh, it's coaching or whatever, or like lack of playing time, but I don't know. Tack McKinley, from the moment he came out of the, the NFL draft, I was like, I don't know about this guy. Because like he did a very nice gesture when he got drafted in his year. He came out holding a framed picture of his grandma who had le- recently passed away. But then he like held it up and he was like, for my grandma, for my grandma, for my grandma. And he kept like yelling it. And it was just like, holy shit, dude, like chill out. Like, and I don't know. It just kind of gave me bad vibes. And like, obviously this guy is all about himself. Yeah. You know, hence the rack. <laughs> Leaving the team out to dry, man. Leaving That's the team what they out do. To dry. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> are we hitting the grinder? We are. We're hitting the grinder. Yeah. It's uh, it's a special grinder this week too because I mean I have another blue collar gentleman in the studio like myself. That's right. A guy like Robbie's got lots of tools. That's what you need on the job, man. You got to have tools. And uh, and this week's grinder, it's a little different. It hits a little different because next week's Remembrance Day, mm-hmm. and uh, we always do a little Remembrance Day note on the pods. I think, you know, have we done? Maybe. I think we've had a couple sponsors, Canadian military. Oh was, yeah, yeah, that's you right. know, yeah, that's a little right. nod. That's true. Yeah, that's and right. uh, my parents, me and my parents, we've always gone to the Remembrance Day ceremony. The cenotaph. The cenotaph in Beverly. It's the hundredth year anniversary this year. Is it? Yeah, oh, sure. absolutely. So I thought Maddie's story last week about the helmets in the fifties was good. <laughs> that Thanks. was that was the, the I would say the best article coming out of the unis. Not that they all aren't good, but that one that you one don't was like good. hearing Cameron Jordan's thoughts on jersey swap. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I do. <laughs> I do. But uh, I was just going to say the, the grinders this week are are the servicemen, you know, for our that have that have gone before us. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we're big military guys, my family or whatever, supporters anyway, have never been in. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. So the grinders this week are are the players during World War II that had to go. And mm. and guys who have opted to, you know, serve in the military. Obviously the big one's Pat Tillman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, passed away, friendly fire. Terrible story. Unreal safety. And like a diamond in the rough too drafted in like the seventh round. Yeah, passed up millions. Yeah. To do that. And um so I was just gonna shoot a little cool well, kind of a cool story. Um on December 1941, when the Imperial Japanese Navy Air Service attacked Pearl Harbor, there was three scheduled NFL games underway. Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants were playing in New York in the polo grounds. Uh, the announcer interrupted his commentary to tell all servicemen to report to their units. So active members of the military right, at the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the same was done in Chicago's Comiskey, Comiskey Park where the Chicago Cardinals were playing the Bears. Um, however, in Washington game, uh, the Redskins were playing the Eagles, and announcer paged high-ranking government and military personnel who were in attendance, mm. but did not mention the attack to the stadium as a whole. Wow. Um, and it's just pretty cool. You know, they, they people were getting drafted. Many people died. And uh, that was a tough time, you know, for and sports and everything alike. I yeah. just thought, you know, little... A little touch of history for the boys here. I like it. I you like know? it. Yeah. And 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 obviously it would. Be, how crazy would that be? You know, you're the starting quarterback for the New York Giants, and you're like, oh, gotta go to France. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I feel you, man. Man, hell of a segment. Let me be the grinder of this of uh, the of the entire the plot history, itself. The history grinder. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It was great, and that was we were texting about it on Wednesday night, and I was just dumbfounded that you were even thinking about the pod on a Wednesday night <laughs> and like man that was wonderful that was wonderful just a quick little verb for the boys yeah for sure well yeah so yeah we always care yeah exactly so we're thank you diverse pod yeah with with uh, remember say coming up for sure thank you to all the service men and women out there What a grinder. Yeah. Original grind. They're going to write stories about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's journalism at its finest, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we go from such a high to such a low. I know. The fearless forecast and the terrible tank cast. I should have let Robbie do my fearless this week. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, you want to do it on the fly? It's probably going to be better than our research. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know what, Robbie? Insane. We need, we need a Robbie's yeah. pick of the week. Yeah, Robbie's pick of the week. Yeah, you can pick a, a breakout star or a tank. We'll go through ours, give you some time to think about it, and then oh, yeah. uh, and then you can go from there. Okay? You want to fearless with it? You want to? 
Can you <sighs> hit the fearless? Yeah, I can hit the fearless. Okay. Um, you know, I was riding high into last week, got a win. Um, brought me to uh, two and four. Yeah. So I was respectable. I was, I was feeling pretty good. Uh, this this week, uh, not so great. My boy Len Dog Fournette. I said he had had eighty five <laughs> rush yards, sixty five receiving yards, and receiving Teddy. He didn't. He had fifty two rush yards, uh, six targets, and nineteen receiving yards. He got enough for Robbie though. Enough for Robbie. <laughs> and that he did. And I I started him too in the league, and I won. So I was, you know, grateful. <laughs> I guess. But uh, my second fearless was Brandon Ayuk. And I said he would have 115 yards, but no touchdown. Right. And he actually had a pretty decent day. He had 91 receiving yards and a touchdown. So right. I asked Matt, Robbie, I'll get your opinion, if mine might maybe be a win. <laughs> <laughs> but I said no. I said no. You said you said 120 yards. Yeah. And he got 90? He got 91. Okay. So and 29. a And a touchdown? <laughs> you said a touchdown? I didn't say a touchdown. Hmm. How much value do we place on TD? No, I... you're not going to shift me. No, I don't agree. I know how hard it is out here. So and I'm not going to give out free dubs. I'm, uh, I'm 0 for 2 this week. How'd you do? Uh, um... Come see, come saw. Um, at quarterback, uh, I picked Matthew Stafford against the Colts. I said uh, Matt Stafford would throw for 220, one passing touchdown, and a pick. Well, horse cocks, uh, he threw for 334 and three touchdowns. Uh, he did have a pick, but I'll chalk that up as an L uh, for all Marty Ice Cubes. At tight end, this is sweet. This is sweet, and I'm glad Robbie is here to hear this <laughs> right from my mouth. I predicted Mark Andrews against the Steelers would be held to under would be held to three receptions under 40 yards, no scores. And I actually uh, dedicated to Robbie, like I said. Well, hallelujah! A touchdown, a, t- a tight end finally brought a smile to my face this year. Andrews was invisible last week. He had under 40 yards, like I said, 32. On three catches, like I said. On zero scores, like I said. <laughs> Woo! It's a fucking dub, boys! And Marty ties it up. Oh. Two and six. Two and six. You got kissed. Kissed to death, Robbie. Yeah. yeah, you know what it is? I don't know. I don't know. Andrews, it's funny because Kellen was saying I kissed to death him, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Fucking right. How do you feel about the how do you feel about the Mark Andrews not getting you enough on the on the call of Maddie here? It's tough, <laughs> eh? Yeah, I didn't uh I didn't realize I was getting the kiss of death there, but uh I'll take the W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, that tenth, that <laughs> and a tenth rounder on top of it. Just yeah. sprinkle it in. But you know, yeah, I don't know. Usually it's just like a rocket booster. It helps them. Mm-hmm. Usually it's counterproductive. Yeah. But this time it worked out. So a dub's a dub's a dub. Dub's a dub. Yeah, like so this week, who do you got, Gordo? I got uh, quarterback, Mr. Josh Allen versus Seattle. I hope so. I'm picking him because I need him for myself. <laughs> Mm. And they're playing the Seahawks, who are allowing the second most yards through the air. Um, 13 TDs 
on the season, and uh, I need him. Yeah, so I do need I. him bad. I need him bad. The Tokes need him too. And uh, he's going for 280 yards through the air, three tutties, one rush tutty, and and 45 yards. And and I need the I need the win like old old Gill needs that sail. <laughs> Drool all you want, you can't hurt that finish now. Rainwater, that'll strip it right off. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, um, Gil. Hey, a red one. <laughs> Can I buy that, please? Well, if you... Really? <laughs> hot, hot dog! A sale! <laughs> oh, Gil. Oh, Gil. So, I need the win. I need the sale. Um, tight end Eric Ebron versus Dallas. Um, tuddied last week, and the Hawk Boys are looking pretty listless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the team as a whole is looking pretty listless. So Garrett Gilbert gonna get the start, maybe. Yeah, or Cooper perhaps. Rush. Who knows? Um, poor Ben. <laughs> poor Benny. You know he's a Pittsburgh native too. Really? He's, they're like, well, at least he can go like get beat up by his hometown team. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Iron Curtain. <laughs> um. I think Ebron's going to have a date. I'm thinking he's going 75 yards and one tutty. Popular pick of uh, Thick Soup, Kickstand Stew. Yeah. He picked him up in the Triple F and I think the 40. All right. Well, tanking this week will be wide receiver Adam Thielen. Sorry, Gord, against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Thielen has seen just nine targets over his last two weeks after garnering 23 the previous two weeks before. After what Dalvin did last week against the Pack, it's hard to see that the Vikes will change anything from that run-heavy offense. Adding in the presence of Justin Jefferson, I think that Thielen's opportunity will be few and far between. Detroit has also allowed only one opposing receiver to score uh, or top 100 yards since their Week 5 bye. I'll say, and I'll probably be wrong, that Thielen will be held to under 50 yards on four or less catches with no scores. At running back, sorry, I mean, (laughs) I looked at the week and I couldn't pick one of Kellen's guys because he got mad. True. I actually did look at uh, Darius Slayton for a bit and I saw that he was owned by Kellen and I quickly turned away. At running back, I have Jonathan Taylor against the Baltimore Ratbirds. Jonathan Taylor watched last week as his fellow Colts running backs, Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines, combined for three touchdowns. He only got 31 yards from scrimmage, and I think his role is slowly diminishing in this offense. Uh, add in the fact that Ravens D is giving up the fewest fantasy points to running backs, and he has a bit of an ankle issue. Um, <laughs> he is extremely hard to trust this week for managers. I'd bench him if you can, as I think he'll be held to under 10 attempts and under 30 yards, no scores. The stinker's on the way. And I don't want to hear anything about picking a guy that's kind of injured. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Buds and duds for the week eight. Want me to rip? Yeah, sure. Rip through them. Okay. Let's let me get a pick. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that's sorry, right. Rob. Fucking the one guy that's got his wits at the table. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I'm going to go kind of back to our talk earlier my question to start off q and a's 
Milk Carton Minute last week, success story, Antonio Brown. Woo! Ooh, he's going to go. He's going to get six receptions. Uh, let's go 80 yards and a tutty. All right. All right. Fuck. Willing yourself along. Yeah. Woo, baby! <laughs> Putting it out in the universe. I like it. I yeah, like exactly. it. Exactly. Good like karma. It. Good karma. Okay. Fucking A.B. It, it, it wouldn't be surprising. It wouldn't be surprising at all. No, it wouldn't. How hard is that guy been training? Yeah. Do they have the right helmet? He's a good athlete, man. I think he's. I think he's gonna play well for the boys. <laughs> yeah. Especially as the third option. Yeah. When everyone's <laughs> like, healthy, there. Who do you cover? Yeah. Honestly. Totally. Yeah. You can't yeah. double everybody. Nope. <laughs> Tight ends are gonna gonna eat. Yeah. The wide receivers are covered. <laughs> exactly. Ro- Rojo, if he can hold on to the ball, he's gonna get it. Len Dog pounding it through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Brady with his good. patented goal line sneak. You know, let's do it. Okay. Uh, buds of the week. At quarterback Patrick Mahomes against the Jets, 40 points, 31 completions, 416 yards, and five touchdowns. Shockingly, or maybe not, uh, that wasn't even his highest fa- uh, scoring fantasy game of the year. He put 44 up against the Ravens in week three. At wide receiver DK Metcalf against the Niners, 32 points, 12 catches on 15 targets, 161 yards, two scores. DK is an absolute problem for any defense. And for my money, he's probably the breakout fantasy star of this year. Absolutely. Yeah. At running back, Dalvin Cook against the Packers, 50 points. Was it ever Wild. a question who it would be? What a day for Cook. Over 200 all-purpose yards, four touchdowns, and single-handedly outscored Nigel's entire fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> At tight end, Travis Kelsey. Against the New York Jets, 20 points. Kelsey had a great day, grabbing eight catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. Good job, Trav. Surprisingly, there weren't many other options to pick at this position. The next highest-scoring tight ends were Jared Cook with 11, Eric Ebron with 10, and Gronkowski with 10. After that, not one other tight end in the entire league got over eight points. The wompiest of womps. Womp, womp. Oh man, he does not like tight ends. And that was the buds, actually. That was the positive side. Yeah, that was the positive <laughs> side. Um, the duds this week, I'll I'll go through them. There's a couple couple boys that are buddies on this on this list, and uh, quarterback. I, I hate to do it to him, but it's been a tanuki. Um, 180 yards, 22 rush yards, two fumbles. He only got 5.4 points. That's a tough one for the kid. A real eye-opener. Real eye-opener. Um, I, I don't think he blinked once. No. no All just, game. Yeah, scared. <laughs> no swag. Um, yeah. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Scared swag. Fuck, he needs to find Drew Locke's mixtape. Exactly. Start strutting around. That T.I. and Young Jeezy. <laughs> um, wide receiver. Feast your family with this guy. Tyler Lockett. Five targets, four reception, only 33 yards, 3.3 points. Yeah. Just got you 60 last week. Yeah. So, tough one for him. Yeah. Uh, running back, Lamical P. Ryan. <laughs> Jamical? <laughs> Jamical Lamical P. Ryan. Minus Lamical. La <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lamical P. Ryan. Uh, 27 rush yards, two targets, two receptions, six receiving yards, 3.3 points again. Terrible. Yeah. God help you if you put Lamical P. Ryan in any of your lineups. 
Um, but yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. But if, and, and guys are picking them up, you yeah. know. Um, Says I, who have Damian Harris and Jamical Hasty starting for me this week. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And uh, Matt's favorite position, tight end. Oh, yeah. Look at you, sick. Oh, yeah. Uh, one reception, eight yards, 0.8 points. Tough one for the kid. Yeah. Fucking chicken parmer. Chicken parm and whole bacon. Chicken parm at mom's house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mom's making a red sauce. Um, okay. Well, Robbie, you want to rip through the triple F or what? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Triple F. Uh, the Rundle Ramosas took out a win on uh, I Pity the Fools. Absolutely. Putting them at now. What is it? Six and one. Sorry. Six and one. Six and one. Yeah. Six and one. Unreal. Kids got a buzzsaw going. <laughs> Fucking wagon. In uh, <laughs> the lowest scoring affair of the week and a tight race with uh, picks on the line, oh, my God. River City Rough Riders squeaked out a narrow victory against the Old Town Tokes, seventy-six, seventy-three. Toiling, <laughs> just middling. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... Del Reeve Bulldogs, 192. Yeah, yeah, flopped it. Keeping uh, Graham's worse than the Jets at uh, Ofer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. And yeah, he still wouldn't have beat either of us who were uh, barely <laughs> barely scratching 70 points yeah. there with oh, uh, 71. <laughs> Clinging. Just watching the Monday Night Praying. Nobody got points. <laughs> Uh, Nine Rivers and Counting, another unreal team. Yeah. yeah. Another win, 150-77 over uh, Mr. Worldwide's Kenny Banyas. Yeah, first place. First place. Yeah, I'm, I'm on his tail, though. Yeah, yeah you guys are tied, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got number one on you. Because I only got sure. the grinder wins. That's for sure. Oh, God. <sighs> How'd Johnny do last week? Johnny lost. <laughs> Trouser Snakes with a 10-point victory, 98-88 over... Oh, sorry. I skipped one Oh, that's here. okay. Over the uh, Gluttons. And, uh, yeah, speaking of Johnny, lost 118-110. I'm not even going to try this name. Idlewild Wops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Idlewild. Idlewild Wops. Nice to see Nick get a dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for sure. And is that it? Those are the teams? That's okay. uh, Those are the games last Triple week. F. Well, longest winning streak... Uh, 2020 is a hell of a bitch. Uh, just when you think you've seen it all, you look in the triple F and you see that Huncho and his Ramosas have put five W's in a row together. Woo! I don't think that word's ever been said. That sentence has never been said. Five, five straight? Five straight, Have baby. you ever been there? Yeah. When I, <laughs> yes, I have in the 40. Oh, the 40. The year I went 0 and 4. And then I won out until I lost in the playoffs. That is I had fucked. won like six or seven in a row. <laughs> and then what? Then I lost to John in the 70s. <laughs> fucking Derek Carr threw 500 yards one game and I started him. And I was just like, fucking boom. 
So yeah, no, I'm I'm I I have a good team there. in the forty. I have a good team in the for, or in the Flyers league. In the Flyers league, in the, yeah. In the forty, I've uh, you guys you got a stiff test though this week in the Triple F. You're taking on the Bell Reeve Bulldogs. Yeah, who are sitting in third, and as Robbie said, just put out a whopping number last I know, week. They flopped it last week. Longest losing streak, Mapletron. seven games, seven L's. <laughs> Worse than the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Worse than the Jets. <laughs> Selling his uh, best players weirdly hasn't helped him. Um, so if he does somehow get a win this year, it's going to come, I think, in the next two weeks because he takes on the 10th place Waps and the 11th place uh, Pity the Foles on his schedule because after that, it's tough sledding. Mm-hmm. So if the dub's coming, it's coming these two weeks. Ugh. Man, you only need one W not to lose the league. That's true. That's I've been true. there before. That's true. <laughs> I've been on both sides of it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, longest losing, or uh, sorry, most transactions belong to Mr. World Ride, C Rob, the Kenny Banya's lead of the league with 17 moves. Ooh. As he continues to deal with injuries, though, old ones remaining, while new ones seem to pop up daily. But if you think that Clickbait Clark, Rough Rider Rob, or Gregordo El Huncho <laughs> would go down without a fight, you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> All three of these managers have 15 moves to their name and climbing. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the triple. In the 40, let me just pull it up here. In week 8, we had some tight matchups and we had some absolute stinkers. <laughs> Let's start with mine because it was atrocious. The Downtown Degenerates crushed the Beverly Blazers, 131-92. to It looks more respectable than it was when Tampa was getting garbage, defensive touchdowns, and points when I didn't need it to happen. Uh, in another match, so I sit in 10th. Uh, Shane, Show Life Shane is in second. And another low scoring matchup, the Kitten Boys uh, beat the Sweatpant Boners sweat, uh, 70 to 63 uh, in an absolute barn burner. <laughs> the the Kittens sit in fifth, the Boners are in eighth. The Cowtown Killers busted a close one out, 89 to 81, over Careless Whimper. Uh, and the Killers are in fourth, the Whispers are in third. The first place Eastlake Scoundrels got another W, 133-112 to over the Coronas. Uh, Andy and his Strathcona team sit in sixth. And as we alluded to earlier, Valley View Vices in ninth place now after a 91-49 to <laughs> defeat of Nigel and the region adjectives less than Dalvin Cook. Unsurprisingly, they are in 12th. And the Bud Pirates are putting something together quietly. They won 87 over Gord, who was so quick to laugh, and his Rundle Hardhats, who put up 57. I know. So, you were within Dalvin's striking range. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I had a tough week, man. The Hardhats are 11th, and the Linwood Butt Pirates are now in 7th. With the league... Our longest winning streak. Meow. The commissioner, Good Kel, and his feline friends have now extended their win streak to four games. At one point this season, it looked like they were going the way of the feral street cat, scrounging for scraps and garbage to eat. Now, he's living like our boy Ja Rule mentioned. Living it up. Getting his belly rubs and eating flaked white tuna off of fine silverware. Rumor has it, if he keeps it up, Amber's going to buy him a deluxe scratching post as a reward. The kittens currently sit in fifth place. The longest losing streak, Nigel and his region adjectives, have now dropped three straight. 
It's been tough sledding for the good doctor this season. (laughs) (laughs) With his lone victory coming against yours truly, he sits in 12th. And in the 40, Johnny has made 36 moves. In the triple F, the leading moves is 17. Uh, But have no fear, Gord's made 32. (laughs) The next closest to these two yahoos is 24. You know how it do. Oh, no! (laughs) You know what it is. Anyways, those were our leagues. Can you imagine if these guys had... 19 teams like we were talking about earlier. Oh my god. Yeah. 36 moves? Holy. I think it's more just a thing to do, like to pass the time. Like, I don't know. Why do you do it so much, Gord? Is it is it poor drafting or is it boredom? Uh, it's uh, mostly poor drafting. <laughs> oh man. At least I can admit it. Yeah, more that's a, true. More of a live draft kind of guy. <laughs> I am a live draft kind of guy. It's I thrive big. under the pressure. Running the board. Yeah, it's true. It's reliable, though. Like, every year you go into it, you look, you know that Johnny or Gord will be in the lead and that the other one will be second place, you know? <laughs> like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that was on the uh, playing at the shop today. Oh shit! Yeah, we just had global going. Better than Dateline. Uh, yeah, Dateline's not bad though. That's all I had to watch for <laughs> fucking four or five days while I was just PVR only. <laughs> oh shit! Well, are we hitting story time or what? We are. We're at the end of our episode. What an episode. What a nap. Big uh, thanks to Robbie for yeah, coming in. Big First in-studio guest of the year. Yeah, big thanks to Teddy. Um, and it's funny because this uh, this story time is about Robbie. And um, it's about the time little Mr. Robbie and I went to a snowboard camp in Oregon one summer. <laughs> It was August. We went snowboarding. It was fucking awesome. Up on a glacier. It was sick. It was like literally a summer camp for adults. Yeah. <laughs> like skateboarding every day, snowboarding, um, fucking sizzling our noses on that glacier sun. But it was awesome. And the guys down there were drinking this stuff called Night Train. And it was like. 18 or 20% wine. And Robbie decides to drink like fucking three bottles. Okay? Do you remember this? No. no. He don't. No. He doesn't. So Robbie drinks three bottles of nitrate. I get beat in pool by a guy with only one leg. Alright? Okay? Not fucking not shitting you. And <laughs> Robbie, I so after I got after I got beat by the guy with one leg, Robbie and I are chilling in the hot tub. Robbie's so fucked, his head is dipping underneath the water. And so we have to grab Robbie by the hair, yank him out of the water, and he's like, Arr! 
pukes all over the stairs of the hot tub. So I'm like, okay, whatever, not a big deal. I got the hose, I fucking hosed it down. You know, he's my homie. I took care of him, right? Then we had to cross the four-lane busy mountain highway, okay? <laughs> and it was fucking pitch black, and, and you couldn't see it. And it was two lanes each direction. It was a big major highway. Slung him on my back, <laughs> fucking dragged him across, went to bed. Somehow he ended up with my hoodie on, I'm pretty sure. I vaguely remember the morning waking up in a different... Like you said, it was summer camp, so there were bunk beds. And I think I was at the top. And I woke up on the bottom, no pants, no shirt, but a hoodie on, zipped up. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, I'm like, buddy, I'm like, you're going to be hungover. And like, I was drunk too, and he's like, oh no, I'm going to be fine. And like, we got up to the mountain, I was just like sitting there. Like, yeah, I was like, why don't you do anything? He's like, just grumbling. Oh man, that was a good time though. I had broken my collarbone like fucking three months earlier. Oh yeah. But yeah, it was a uh, good time. You know, younger days. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. younger days. Fuck, hell quick, of a story. Quick uh, side note, tying into our older story earlier of us meeting each other too, <laughs> and how you need to bring to everything. Do you remember? I forgot a skateboard, so to our skateboard <laughs> snowboard camp, I had to buy a brand new one, and I spent my whole budget for the week. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my oh, god! So Fuck. good. Yeah, that was good. Shit. Well, well, boys. What a great app. Good app. Yeah. Hell right on app. the money. Two hours. Not bad. That's right. And uh, well, we'll see you next week. Don't know if we'll have a guest, but Robbie, thanks for coming. Yeah, big thanks to Robbie for swinging out. Thanks for having me, boys. Anytime. All right, boys. See you next week. Bye. Always Got a lot of things I need to explain, but baby, you know the name, and love is about pain, so stop the complaints and drop the order of restraints. Our sex life's a game, so back me down in the pain. I can't wait no more. This is about a quarter past three, and show days I mean, I got the Bentley Ballet, and I'm just outside of Jersey, past the Palisades, and I love to see that some boots and shades float out on the bed while I'm yanking your braids. Thug style, you never thought I'd make you smile while I'm smacking your you're all wild, but we share something so rare, but who cares, you cares, baby, I'm not always there Together. It's only a sun shower. We've been through worse weather like that. Storm me night, you wrote a dead job letter. And took my bends and keyed and cut the leather. You know better. Either MOB, money over murder, INC. I got two or three for every V. And I keep them dry.
drugged up off that I'm a playground legend like Kirkland Pee-wee They my in the league, got more game than me I play harder, so many women I bothered Meet them with scars and sit them home hot and bothered Truth to dare, this life ain't apparently fair Ain't a love with no glare, is a crystal stare But we share something so rare But who cares, you can, baby W.I.Z. We play nothing but the hits. Nothing but the hits. Nothing but the mother of hits.